Does your student love the biosciences and looks good in a white coat? The Academy of Research and Medical Sciences at South Cobb is the magnet program we're discussing this week on the Inside Scoop. Hello, welcome back to the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. And please be sure to like, subscribe, hit that bell, and share this podcast with a friend if you think they can get something out of it. If your student really enjoys science labs and generally does well in those classes, this week's Magnet Program Focus may be right up your alley. Here to tell us more about petri dishes, test tubes, and the like is the Magnet Coordinator for the Academy of Research and Medical Sciences at South Cobb High School, Angela Hurley. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, you were on the podcast. Uh, well, first, let me stop and apologize. For <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry for my voice. I feel fine. Um, it just I woke up, sounded like I feel horrible, but I don't. I'm fine. So to get us started, just briefly tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be in uh, the position you are at, at South Cobb. So I began my career about 17 years ago as a middle school science teacher. Did that for several years, then I transitioned to the high school level at South Cobb. Okay. Taught for a little while, and then I became the science academic coach there. Um, when Dr. Kutcher moved on to his new position, mm-hmm. I assumed his position as a magnet coordinator about six years ago. Okay, that was Andrew Kutcher, uh, who is now over the magnet programs, right? Correct. So I still get to work with him, you okay. know, which is which is great. Yeah, he's a great guy. We did a podcast that uh, listeners, you can go find that one just to get a general overview if you haven't already already uh, found it. So, in looking at the various magnet programs, uh, yours is is fairly unique. Can you tell us about the program at South Cobb? Absolutely. So the Academy of Research and Medical Sciences at South Cobb um, is unique in the fact that our focus is research and Mm -hmm. medical sciences. Um, We often get lumped together with Kennesaw Mountains and Wheeler's programs because we are a science program. Mm -hmm. However, we're not just like like them in that capacity, Um, Mm -hmm. meaning that we're looking at your students' aptitude in science and their appreciation for the writing pieces that mm-hmm. go along with that. So those programs really are more, I, I vision them, envision them as more like robotics and uh, maybe mechanical engineering, things that are very math centric. Uh, but yours being a biosciences focus, that's that's a, a very unique position, right? Correct. Um, a misconception is we're teaching students how to become doctors tomorrow. <laughs> um, and that's not what we're doing. We're exposing them to the coursework that we'll see in the future. So there's a heavy emphasis on um, the life sciences um, and how they function and how they relate to us and how that relates to the medical field as well as research. So our students are in classrooms um, doing medical science, biotechnology. They're learning how to do these high level labs Mm -hmm. and not only do the high level labs, but also how to collaborate through that process. So collaboration is a big piece for us. And the students are strong writers. They began doing annotated bibliographies and literature reviews, you know, their freshman year, which is quite rigorous and challenging. Sure. But with the support of the teachers and with each other, Mm -hmm. the process is very rewarding for them. Now, uh, I am, uh, uh, again, this isn't a podcast about me. I I get that. But my father was a mechanical engineer, and I was always looked to as the translator for him. (laughs) Yes. uh, Because there's something about the left brain people right. that uh, makes it difficult sometimes for communication skills to develop where they really need to be to right. to convey what you found in your research. Is that a fair 
thing to say? I think it's very fair to say. Um, and not only the, like the written communication, but the verbal communication mm-hmm. too. So being able to take that research that you have done with your group or maybe individually, and then be able to share those findings to the general public in a way that they understand what these graphs, what these words mean. Yeah. Um, because that's what's most important is that whatever you're doing is accessible for the general public. Yeah. The general public may not have an understanding of all these scientific words and jargon <laughs> that you're choosing to include in this paper. So it's one thing to have data, it's another thing to have information, right? That is it's, correct, and that's a big emphasis for us as well is you know how to bridge that gap. Yeah. And how do you communicate that effectively with everyone? Yeah, so that everybody understands and, and does what's needed for whatever it may be. Right, right, and building that confidence to be able to stand in a group of people who may be college professors, medical professionals, or they may be just your parents. So let me let me take us back a notch. Uh, if someone if someone walked into uh, your your uh, area, do you? Well, let me <laughs> let me ask this question. I'll set it up. Maybe, do you have a separate wing or uh, uh, building or whatnot from the general ed community at South Cobb? Well, yes, we have an area of the building, um, the advanced uh, learning building. We're now calling it. Um, we've moved from across the campus where we used to be located. Okay. And now we're in a newer facility. Um, our students take most of their classes in that building, but they do venture into other parts of the campus as well to take other courses. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a new magnet cafeteria, which is unique for us. Um, We have, the children have a space, it's kind of like a cafeteria slash learning commons. Um, A facility that allows them to see me outside of my office or outside the classroom setting. It's not uncommon to see me eating lunch with students and just having general conversations about what's going on, how a class is going, how the, how the Friday night football game was. Um, so that is unique for us and appreciated space by the students. How many students ballpark are in, in the program there? Yeah, we're a smaller program. We have yeah. approximately 165 students in our magnet program. Okay, so I imagine that's very competitive to, to get into that. Was yes, that... we could accept more. Um, that's not the 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 top number, like the that's the drop dead number not, of students that we can up. have. Right, we're not maxed out at that number. Um, I do feel like our numbers are smaller because we're so specialized, uh, and people think they have to just want to be a doctor or a nurse or a surgeon uh, to attend our program. That's a huge misconception. So, where would you envision your students ending up in life? I mean, we we talk about student success, and and not everybody, like you just said, not everybody's going to end up being a, a medical professional necessarily. Where do you see them? winding up in, in their career with this kind of a background? Anywhere they want to go. Um, and <laughs> Don't give us a cop-out and answer. That, and, and it's not really a That's cop-out really answer. Broad. It's just, um, you know, we have students who come to our program who mm-hmm. are now in medical school. You know, we have students who go on to become lawyers. Okay. You know, so there's no... So the, the skill sets they learn in your program aren't constrained to a medical career. No, not at all, because, you know, most majors those to study are gonna require a level of research, uh-huh. a component of writing. And our students are well versed in that and prepared for that. So I think what we do is expose them to all the possibilities and that internship piece that they're allowed to do their senior year opens up a huge door for them because there is no stipulation on where they have to do it. Okay. So we've had students working in prosthetic offices you know, helping oh, build prosthetics, yeah. you know, feeding people for prosthetics. We've had students working in a, with air conditioning, especially areas, just trying to learn about the engineering component and what does that look like? Because they've decided they want to go into an engineering field. 
And then we have students that are in the medical offices or realtor offices. Now there's mm-hmm. no no constraint. No, right, and so and we encourage that. This is the time for you to go out and figure out what it is you think you want to do next. Yeah, so if you're going to make that kind of career decision, having this exposure to what it includes, uh, imagining that somebody is picturing a career maybe in a lab working somewhere or a medical office or whatnot, they might go through it and find, you know, that's really not my forte. This is all very, very good and, and fine, but... Um, and it looks great on the college application, that's for sure. But it may not be the thing I want to do for the rest of my life kind of thing, right? Absolutely. And this is a time to do it when it's free. Mm, you know, yeah, before you spend, you know, years and thousands of dollars in the college program. Mm-hmm. And you need to find out towards the end, oh, this is not what I thought. This is not what I want for my future. Yeah. So it's a safe space to, to do that exploring early on. Yeah. And to see what your true interests are. It, it uh, makes me think of the uh, the parent who has a, a student who changes majors in college <laughs> multiple times right. and has to pay for those extra yes. semesters yes. and so forth. Well, um, what specific areas of study are offered in the program? Do you call those tracks or uh, tell us a little bit about the, the what your offerings are within the program? Right. So we offer the advanced placement science and math courses, English history courses, like all other high schools offer. Um, Our focus though is the biotechnology pathway. Mm -hmm. So students take medical science, um, their sophomore year coupled with anatomy. So they're learning about the body systems and then how they function medically. And they are then applying them together simultaneously with the teachers collaborating on lessons. So they're getting CPR certified, basic life support certified. They're doing suturing. And then their junior year, they're moving on to doing, you know, more essentials of biotechnology, where they're developing even more laboratory skills, collaboration skills with each other. Uh-huh. And then all four years, they're taking research courses. So they're beginning, you know, ground level of what does research look like? How do I do research? What is an annotated bibliography? Yeah. Um, how do I work with a partner to complete this literature review? Oh, and it wow. goes all the way up to advanced scientific research and internship where they're doing an individualized scientific project by themselves and, and presenting it. Okay, all right, that was my next question. Because somebody, you could do a research project, but if nobody challenges you, then. Right, <laughs> and that's what's great about our program. We have a lot of buy-in from the community. So we have people from outside of the school come in and talk with all the students who've conducted that research that senior year Mm -hmm. and give them feedback and judge their projects. So um, professionals from Caldwell Star Hospital, from um, Georgia State's public health program have come in and they give those students that feedback on the research they've conducted and how it was done. Yeah, that that is uh, just phenomenal exposure to the industry, I guess you'd call it, um, or, or that segment of the, uh, the workforce. So how can parents know if their candidate would be a, a good ca- uh, that their student would be a good candidate for your program. I, I joked at the open that, you know, if you look good in a white coat, <laughs> that that might be your sign, but there's a lot more to it. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you would see as the best candidate. Those students who like science, uh-huh. who are curious, who want to know more about what things are and how things work. Um, if your student likes to write, likes to research, likes to figure out how, what, when, where, why, they Mm. would be a great fit for our program. But I think the best way to know if it's a good fit for your student is to actually come visit the campus. Not only just the open houses, but we have like our annual white coat ceremony. What is is that? Yeah, so it's when our juniors receive their white coats. 
It's a very, very nice ceremony. Um, as they're preparing to transition to their research internship classes, their senior year. Oh, wow. And our seniors who are completing their internship and research are receiving stethoscopes to signify the completion of the requirement. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, uh, like a pre-graduation kind of thing. It's kind of a celebration. Yeah. And the students get very excited about it. And it's great to see them, you know, excited about this recognition that they're receiving. Sure. It pays homage to all the work they've done throughout the program. Yeah. It's always nice to be recognized for all that you've put into something like that. Yes, right? because these programs are rigorous yeah. and they're challenging. And the students have to sacrifice to get there. And we want to always acknowledge that and put that at the forefront. But we appreciate the work that they're putting in. So if, if a, a student or, or parents believe their student is a good candidate, um, what does the application process look like? I, I imagine it's competitive, right? It is competitive. Um, but the application opens October 1st and closes to December 1st. Okay. The students complete the application on the magnet portal. Um, it's the same application for all the academic magnet programs. Okay. The piece that's different is each school has a writing prompt that we're requesting students respond to. And that's really important to us to, to see where the students are with their writing and their ability to communicate their thoughts and ideas. Sure. Um, and we look at those teacher recommendations as well. That's really important for us because we don't meet these students before they they arrive on our campus a oh. lot of times. So that feedback from their teachers is really, really important for us. Yeah. Um, but the application itself is very straightforward. It shouldn't take students longer than an hour to complete. Okay, and they can apply to multiple magnet programs Absolutely, as and well, we encourage right? them to do so. Um, if your student is interested in a different experience, outside what the normal high school mm -hmm. experience would be, we encourage them to apply to all and any programs that might interest them. Okay, and one of the things I was uh, talking with a friend uh, recently about you know, we, we tout the fact that Magnet offers transportation, which right. is wonderful. No matter where you are in Cobb County, we can we can get you there. Uh, but then they were questioning, well, what about the extracurricular things? Because your your students are typically the leaders, right? They're the drum majors, the the quarterback. I mean, we we heard that from another uh, Magnet coordinator. Right. So if if you are in the I don't know, the northeast corner, and you're, you're trying to get to and from South Cobb to pick your child up or take them there for whatever, that's still on you for the extracurricular stuff, right? It absolutely is. Um, I mean, not to dissuade someone. No, okay. you, you shouldn't be dissuaded by that because there are ways, yeah. and parents are creative. But it is important to know that this is not only a commitment for the student, but it's also a commitment for the family as well, yeah. for the parents, because there are going to be times when the student needs to come in early maybe for tutoring or stay late for practice or for a club. Because like you mentioned, they are the most involved students on our campuses. They are involved in everything that you could possibly imagine a high school student would want to do. They do it, and if they don't have it on campus, they create it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. there is a buy-in, but we do have like active Magnet Parent Associations, you know, who encourage parents to talk and meet each other. Oh no, that's and, a new new thing. I. I in talking with all the coordinators so far, I haven't heard anyone mention that there's a parent, uh, or at least in this case, there there's some sort of commingling with the parents to help. Yes, get because through this. we can't do it alone, and we really pull the community as part in to help us support the students. Yeah. So that parent association is kind of like a booster club, as you might know from yeah. sports. So they help bring in speakers. They help you know help parents communicate with each other. They help fundraise to help supplement the fun things like white coach ceremony and magnet graduations. They yeah. they supplement those things. So that's a good way. It's like getting involved in that organization early on. 
you'll meet parents and maybe set up carpools and that's helpful yeah. you know can you pick the kids up this tuesday from you know from this club and then i'll get them next week so that yeah. that part is helpful that's a huge benefit just to collaborate with other other yes. parents and and i imagine some parents maybe of uh, the older magnet students could share little tips and tricks for the younger magnet students as well absolutely because right? as a parent you need to know how to support my child through the process what yeah. does it look like and at different levels we have parents involved and they can help and give feedback on how they approach you know ap chemistry or AP bio or AP statistics, how do they support their child getting through that coursework? Well, Angela, this has been very informative. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and share this information with parents. And of course, uh, parents would probably be uh, smart to coordinate stopping by and, and uh, seeing your facility. I know that years ago I got to see the old facility and it was impressive. Uh, college level labs and all the sorts so uh, very impressive and I appreciate you coming in and, and sharing that so we'll make sure we put all of the links for application and so forth in the show notes and you can find the show notes by visiting the podcast homepage in the description if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching it on the podcast homepage, it's right there in front of you. So if this podcast was helpful to you, please give us a like and a review. And don't forget to share it with a friend, too. Thank you for tuning in to the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.